Today's in-flight entertainment is brought to you by the Royal Flying Doctor Service, which has helped my family and many families across Australia. But did you know that it is more than an emergency aeromedical service? They provide dental, mental health and GP services in regional, rural and remote locations. If you wish to support the RFDS and many Australian families, you can donate in the link in our show notes. Why is the first sentence always like the weirdest stage of the podcast? Like I'm just sitting here, hello, talking to myself. Welcome to another episode of Aviatrix Airwaves. This microphone, like every week, it's getting scarier and scarier how much I could just release an album. Morgan, do you need a backup for your show? Because I'm your girl. But as this episode is going out, we are, well, myself and all my girlfriends are at CMC and there's lots of boot talk. You guys love the boot talk on my TikTok, Georgie Arnold with three Ds. You're loving the boot talk. There's plenty of that on there. Lots of CMC updates and my personal life you can find on there. What other aviatrix updates have I got before we get into this? Our birthday, it is our birthday month and our birthday party is in one week. So if you want to jump on for some last minute tickets to our sip and paint event, you can definitely go and do that. We're also allowing people to fly into the event and have two free nights um, hangridge at our hangar. So lots of exciting stuff. March has just been huge and I'm having so much fun and I hope you guys are having fun with this potty. Our planners and pins are all up on our website. We've got some merch rolling out for you guys and lots of exciting merch planned. If there's anything you guys are also looking for in particular, please let me know as well as guests, all that sort of stuff. Always very open to your advice and opinions. So let me know. And I'm really excited for today's episode. It is with Kelly Stevenson. She's known as Support Local Townsville here in Townsville and she has done so many amazing things for our community and the broader community as well, Australia. But there's a side of Kelly that a lot of people haven't heard and I certainly haven't heard. So we're going to dive into her van life before she became Support Local Townsville and it's a very interesting episode. I will give a pre-warning. There is um, some very personal stuff, you know, talk of mental health and Um, PTSD so if that does trigger you then that is just a pre-warning but I can guarantee that this episode has lots to give and it is very very interesting if you of course have as well if you want after this podcast you want Kelly to jump back on and talk about any other aspect of her life she has so many different you know hats that she wears so definitely let me know if you want to back on talking about a particular subject but This one is a lengthy one, so I'm going to let it roll. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Aviatrix Airwaves. Please do not turn off your electrical equipment, which you are listening to this podcast on, and instead just sit back, relax and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. Who wants to give free fat burning injections? Swipe no. up now. No. Oh, I'm just going to pre warn Robbie and everyone that I'm a bit scared because we can talk for I hours. I know, and I just like don't swear. Yeah. So no. I say cunt a lot. So they just say, <laughs> it's your story. It's you that we're, we're talking about today. So it's all up to you. No. But I, no. I thought there's so many different things oh to talk God. about, and I figured I need to. 
focus on one thing because yeah we could be here for hours and I thought everyone knows everyone knows Kelly as the Mm -hmm. support local Kelly and I know Kelly as the support local Kelly. I got drunk the other day and was having a text message fest with Jazz and she's like what the fuck she's like how interesting is your life I'm like it's not really that interesting. No but it is. But there's so much of it everyone has a story though. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I just want to say before we do start, it is our birthday month. We're turning Ooh. five. Aviatrix Australia is turning five. And we would not be here without you That's and support bad. locals. So I am had to get you on this month and I'm glad that you're sitting here with me. And Same. We actually have our, well, when this goes up, we've got our fifth birthday party, which is next weekend, Saturday 25th. And you're actually speaking oh at it. So I know. yeah, I'm just, I'm very glad to have you here. But I thought, yeah, let's focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on a new story mm. and a new side of mm. you that I don't really know, which is Kelly before support local and yep. the blonde nomad. Oh, the blonde nomad. Yeah. Ah, she's a different beast. That one. Um, where do I start with that? I guess. Well, where where do you start? I mean, I've done a little bit of research, and I oh, heard it was. She googled me. I, mean, I did have to Google. And I was like, "This is really weird having to Google one of your good mates." But where did you start? How did what? When were you sitting there and going, "All right, let's pack up our life and get in a van and go travel"? Where Where did it start? Where was the well? Thought? I think the biggest thing is I grew up in Harvey Bay and mm-hmm. went to university on the Sunshine Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was poached by a mining company, which that's how I ended up in Charters Towers. Yeah. So I said to my then boyfriend, I'm going to go by myself. Um, you don't have to follow me because, you know, we've only been together for a few years and I, I might meet someone with a really big property that will marry me. Um, <laughs> but I did. I ended up in Charters Anchor Towers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big time. Um, heck dare chaser. But I, anyway, then Corey ended up moving with me. So I was in mining and then I switched over and worked at a boarding school. Mm-hmm. And I was marketing a boarding school. I'm like, how do I market a product I know nothing about? So mm-hmm. I actually worked at the dorms and just had yeah. the best fun with kids. I was like, this is, this is, I loved, I loved it. I, there was, and there was kids from like, you know, um, Northern Territory. There was kids from like the Torres Straits. It was just opening my eyes up to a whole new world of p- cattle properties. Cause yeah. I'm a farm girl, but we, you know, farmed potatoes and pumpkins. <laughs> Not like, you know, when they have, oh, I've got 50,000 acres. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but Part of our marketing campaign for that particular school was we would take our kids on the road Mm -hmm. and we'd go out to all the like, you know, we'd go to rodeos, we'd go to barrel racing competitions. It was pretty cool because I said, let's showcase our students. Mm -hmm. So in one particular trip, we went out to the Cloncurry show, but on the way home with 11 students in the car, we had a rollover accident. Um, oh, wow. Just just east of Hewenden. So we'd gone through Hewenden and the minibus rolled over. Oh my goodness. So obviously I was in the front. I wasn't driving. The um, deputy principal at the time was driving and Mm -hmm. we literally were on the side of the highway pulling kids out of a burning vehicle. Um, It was like we were touched by God. So maybe, (laughs) maybe God is true. I'm not sure. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, But like a mines rescue guy pulled over. There was two grey nomads pulled over. They were retired nurses. So we're on the side of the road and we're strapping kids with blood. We're waiting for like the ambulance and stuff to come. And I thought I was fine because I was like on the phone ringing parents, just like, you know, we've been in an accident. Kids, get off your phone. Let me talk to your parents. I want to make sure... 
So everyone was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got into the ambulance, when they finally came, we got obviously taken back to Humidon Hospital. I was the person taken through to emergency. So I was actually running on adrenaline. Um, oh my goodness. But they wanted to assess me for like brain damage and all that sort of stuff. They said, you know, you've obviously suffered a head injury. You just kept going to try and get these kids out. So oh, I Kelly. guess that's a really big part of my story. So when we mm-hmm. went back, obviously, to what normal life was, I had mm-hmm. to you know, we got airlifted out. So we're all flying doctors, um, yes. you know, airlifted out. I was strapped, you know, because I had a head injury, I was strapped to a, um, like a thing that, you know, the, the bed yeah. in yeah. a plane. And I was just like, it was my worst nightmare. Like, And it all would have happened so quickly as well. Like it's like a, it was like a movie scene. It was awful. And when we landed in Townsville, so then I'm getting off the with students with me mm-hmm. and then their parents meeting us there. Oh, my goodness. I remember Corey driving out. He was in the car and he brought Zach into the human hospital and Zach would have been two then mm-hmm. and Zach just started screaming, going, mummy, 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 because there was blood. Obviously, there was blood all yeah. over me, but I didn't, I didn't think that there yeah. was anything wrong. So, that's a whole other story. But over the next few months, I thought I was fine mm-hmm. and – there was then some things happened that I was not fine. Yeah. I was sick and I just couldn't get past. I just thought everything I did then, I was going to die. It was just mm. death. It was just death. And then I started, probably about six months later, I started having these nightmares that the, the, the boarding house was on fire. Oh, gosh. And I would just wake up screaming and sweat, just like, oh, my God, the girls are trapped. I can't get them out. I can't get them out. So I ended up going, I got diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder and I had mm-hmm. a term off. I just couldn't handle making a decision. I was so worried about everything. I just wanted to tap out. I just got to a point where like I, I wanted out of my marriage. I wanted out of everything. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. it just spiralled totally out of control. Um, and, you know, it was just probably the worst six months of my life. Yeah. Anyway, I finally got the help I needed. Um, Corey was really supportive. So, um, and then at the end of that year, um, which was 2000, would have been 2012, we had a caravan and mm-hmm. we were pretty much were going to separate even because I just, it, there was a lot for Corey to put up with what he put up with was yeah. pretty bad. Um, and then we just looked at each other and looked at Zach and said, you know, let's give this one last go. So mm-hmm. someone offered to buy a house. We'd built a house out in Charters Tower. So we made good money. Yeah. And he said, let's just go away for three weeks in the van. And we'd booked a trip to Bali in the February. He's like, let's go down to his family down at um, Jervis Bay for Christmas. And we'll just, we owe this to ourselves. We owe it to Zach. And I was like, yeah, yeah we do. You're right. Let's, we had mm-hmm. the financial stress away because we'd sold this house. We had money in the bank. Like, let's see if this, you know, this is going to work. So we went on this little holiday in a caravan Mm -hmm. and it was just so fun. We were just so cruising. We were like, wow, we're just existing. Yeah. Like we're just existing. We're like, we were trying to have it all and Mm -hmm. we were trying to have a nice brand new house and we were trying to like work and, you know, like in an, even in a normal circumstance, that's hard enough, let alone someone who's going through the worst mental state of her life, um, but through medication and through a psychologist, I got better. Mm-hmm. And then Reached we ended up got the help. Yep, yeah. yep. And um, when we got back, we didn't have a house, but mum and dad had 20 acres out the back of Charters Towers. So I said to mum and dad, could we live out there for a bit in our caravan? And Corey and I had always wanted to travel. And we were like, if we can live out here and not kill each other in a caravan, <laughs> there was no power. So we had to go off our Jenny. We cooked on the fire every night. Like we had camp oven meals every night or just on our barbecue. I said, we really need to live simply. But it also gave us the opportunity to save. Yeah, definitely. So save, save, save. So then we went down to the Sunshine Coast, flew down mm-hmm. for an engagement party. 
And on the way home, Corey had a mini stroke in the plane on the way back. Like he would have been 31 or 32 at the time, quite fit, non-smoker. Yeah, social drinker. Like, yeah, has a few beers, but not like spirits. It's just a beer here and there. And then the plane nearly landed, but our local doctors in Charters Towers were on the flight. Like, serendipity. It was just one of those moments one that those we're moments touched like, by God. How? I know. How? I know. I'm rocking back and forth on this lady behind me going, what the, what the beep? <laughs> <laughs> what the beep's happening to my husband? Oh, my God. I nearly died. Now he's died. Anyway, so there was these two moments in our life that had happened in 18 months going, what the hell? There has to be more to life than paying off a mortgage. And w- I was raised in a generation where the ultimate dream was to be a homeowner, mm-hmm. to just to go home, get married. Get you married, know, like, go home, have a nice house. Yeah, and I just – we just looked at each other. So when we got to the emergency ward in Townsville, we ended up getting through back to Townsville, which was good. Mm-hmm. And we just looked at each other and went, this is it. Like, we were done. We were just so emotionally exhausted after oh, everything. He was fine. We got him seen by, you know, doctors and stuff, and he's fine. Um, he got diagnosed with something, but – I can't. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Not a medical other. podcast. <laughs> Not a medical. <laughs> yeah, we've got another idea. Um, and we looked at each other and said, "Let's do it." So we went back to our bosses. I just signed a twelve-month contract with a um, engineering firm. So I was like, I'm just going to see my contract out. I'm not going to renew it. And they mm-hmm. were like, no. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and Corey was working for my um, dad. And mm-hmm. so he's just like, we're going to go. We're going to travel around Australia. So we ended up selling everything. Like we had everything in storage from the house. Mm-hmm. But we were like, no, nah, let's do it. So we continued to live and save so we could embark on this journey of actually living, not existing. I love that living not existing. Yeah. And that I think so great. many so many people just exist. Mm-hmm. You're existing to like I want to earn more money and I would, it's like money doesn't money doesn't prevent you from having a, you know, an accident. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't prevent you from, you know, like if doesn't cure cancer. No. You know, so we just um anyway, so then we just had a date. My sister got married. She's like I'm getting married in the October 2013. She got okay. married. On the Sunshine Coast. So we were like, right, let's go. We're going to go down to the wedding and we're just going to keep on going. So that marriage, well, that wedding, sorry, yep. was the yep. start of the trip. Yep. Yep. It was. So I have a friend, Tylan, who was my assistant at this engineering firm. And she said to me, because um, everyone kept saying, but you're not a grey nomad. You're not a grey nomad. You can't travel around Australia until you're grey, blah, blah, blah. Why would you do that? Because all my friends were travelling overseas. They were like, there's so much, you know, like, let's go to Canada. Let's go to America. And I'm like, we've done a bit of travel. I was an exchange student when I was 16 and lived in Europe. Um, I'd seen so much already. Corey had travelled. So we were like, we just want to travel our country like our yeah. country is amazing and there's so much to see so much to see. and, and we haven't we seen all, it all we all realize that through COVID as well absolutely it's like why are we going elsewhere when we've got so much to offer here so much to offer mm-hmm. so when Thailand said to me you should start an Instagram page and I was like what is Instagram <laughs> like I had the Facebook and I remember I had MySpace mate like I was really cool like and yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> this is back when my my career had led like I did a business degree and I wasn't really mm-hmm. in marketing I was more in business development and HR yeah but there was always this creative outlet that I needed like I needed to do something yeah. so I remember my first post on Instagram I was walking down Charters Towers we we're going down to get lunch and I posted a photo of my feet and I was like okay I've made it like hashtag hashtags didn't exist either <laughs> of them um <laughs> 
And I and then I thought about it and I was like, you know, no one's really documenting the fact that families could live a different life than what we're programmed to grow up, go to school, go to uni or get yep. a trade, get a job, buy the house. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this might be interesting to other people or we might be able to encourage other people to do it. Yeah. So we did. So instead of being the grey nomad, that's how the blonde nomad right. was born. And so was it just documenting on Instagram? Yeah, and then yeah. Um, that's when websites were becoming pretty flash. Um, so I guess back in those days, and that was 10 years ago now, we left Charters Towers 10 years ago this year in October, um, wow. we, no one was doing it. Mm-hmm. So there was people like Jason and Simon from All for Adventure doing these fishing, boating type lifestyle programs on TV but there was nobody really nailing it on social media. Like even mm-hmm. when I met Jason and Simon, this goes on the story about travelling, um, they didn't have an Instagram page. Like their social media presence wasn't a, just yeah. wasn't really a thing. Didn't exist. So I remember just starting to share all these things and I was like, oh my God, I look back at the photos when you use all the Instagram filters. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> XX Pro or Valencia. Oh gosh, that makes me cringe. It does. But we- Or you'd post like 20 million things a day. It's like- yes. Morning coffee, morning yep. feet, morning walk. Yep. Yep. And there was no things as stories or reels or no. it was – there was Instagram TV started. Um, so what we did was just started to post and I started a blog. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. people are blogging. What's a mm-hmm. blog? So I opened up my WordPress and I decided to try and blog it. So I just told little bits of stories and people were really interested in how we could afford it, which mm-hmm. was a big thing. Um, we just said we sold everything we owned. We made a bit of money on our house and I'm not talking big money, but yeah. you know, um, enough to, we sort of had a year's salary. We sort mm-hmm. of just went, let's just sort of live. We had to really program ourselves that we were living though, not on holidays. Yeah. Because that's two very different things. Because yes. usually when you go on holidays, it's for a week or two mm-hmm. and you come back and earn more money. So I remember sitting in Sydney, like <laughs> in, um, sitting down, having lunch, looking at the bridge, just going, shit. Corey's like, what? I'm like, we've got to stop because we're not on holidays. This is living. Like, stop, yeah. stop with the wine. Like, the <laughs> so that's how we sort of started. And I, I used to say to people, this platform is going to go nuts. This platform is going to be the new advertising. Wow. I just knew it in my heart mm-hmm. that that's what was going to happen. And look at it today. It's absolutely what it is. So then what happened was because I was blogging, I got a call from a guy, a reporter from Bauer Media Group. And back then they had like, you know, Caravan and Motorhome on tour, Mm -hmm. Caravan World, all these magazines. Um, And if we always want to dip back into the aviation industry, it was like everywhere we went, I just needed to afford to be able to um, go on a helicopter ride because they were always my biggest. <laughs> Everywhere we go, I need a helicopter ride. And if I can't afford to do that, then I'm not – this is this lifestyle. You're not living. Me. No. <laughs> you need to see everything from the sky. I was like, this is this is what I want. Yeah. And I remember – so I got a call from the Bauer Media Group and they were like, do you want to do some – just some cool writing for the magazine and um, about your travels, family travels? No one's doing it. I was like, oh, okay, sure, if you want me to. And they're like, are you an amateur writer or are you a professional writer? And I was like, oh, well, what do you mean? 
played totally dumb because I was like, I don't know what this means. If I say I'm amateur, are they going to publish my work? Mm. They're like, well, amateurs get paid $300 for blah, blah, blah words. And if you're a professional, you'll get, you know, between 800 and 12. And I was like, oh. I'm professional. I'm so professional. I did <laughs> one subject of journalism when I did my degree. So surely Seriously, I'm, I'm the blonde nomad. Yes. Like what's not professional? <laughs> exactly. <about>? I am <laughs> the definition of professional. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> so then I started writing and got paid for some articles. And I thought I was like, I've made it. I've made it life. I'm just so amazing. <laughs> then I remember we were at the Sydney camping show and we came across the Dometic Waco stand and I was talking to Dometic, I was talking to the, the people that was working there and they had this competition called Follow the Sun. And I said, oh, what's this competition about? And they're like, oh, so we're going to give three, it was three families or five, three families the opportunity to get an upgrade in their van. So it was $25,000 worth of basically Dometic and Waco products in your vehicle and caravan. Mm-hmm. And then you went on tour with them for three months and hosted happy hours at caravan parks. Now, cool. because I'd already had an online presence, they'd heard of me in Sydney. So I knew as soon as I had that conversation, I just know moments in my life where I'm like, yeah. we're going to win this. Mm-hmm. And all my family were like, well, yeah, that's basically written for you. Like if, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be you. So I knew it was us. I just yeah. knew. So I said to Corey, we need to sort of stay close to Queensland because we've got to go back up. Anyway, we ended up winning. So what it gave us was an opportunity to then not have to like – we got to meet the top of everybody. So HEMA navigational nap, you know, maps when the new HN7 came out. It's probably up to like a 57. Was, <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not even exist. But there used to be like a navigational system. Like we met the owners or the, the big managers of these big companies that just gave us all this stuff. Oh, would you mind having this? And yeah. I was like, okay. It's so weird because like you think to brand ambassador or like influencer marketing in today's world and you think like that's new. But I mean, it's not. It's not at all. And I think that there was people probably who were really groundbreaking and changing that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just taken a long time for brands, I I shouldn't say catch up, but to understand how that Mm. works for them. It's a whole new world of marketing. Absolutely. So we loved ourselves sick. So we were just like, I've even got the post of me selfieing with the HEMA navigational (laughs) system. And I had like probably 1,200 followers on Instagram, which was like a really, really big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. And because of my history, because I was an exchange student, I can speak fluent German. Dometic is a German brand. So when the international business manager flew into the Brisbane Camping Show to announce us, I spoke German to him. And he just was like, where did you come from? I was like, nah, we were meant to meet. <laughs> I'm a little um, girl from Charters. Yeah. That's where I came from. <laughs> exactly. So then all these things presented themselves. But everything that had happened in our life all basically stuff you know like everything happened for that reason for us to do that yeah so it was a pretty cool experience definitely and so it was yourself Corey and Zach Zach yeah how old was Zach when you were traveling so Zach was four when we left so he did three terms of kindy and then we gave him a year and a half off gave him a year and a half off oh because he was a May baby, nice. it didn't matter if he didn't yeah. go to prep till the following year. So I spoke to the principal at his school in Charters Towers and they're just like, no, like mm-hmm. he'll learn so much. And I was like, really? I'm not teaching him anything. <laughs> I'm not a teacher. <laughs> How did you find like that, did. like 
how did he go? How long were you traveling? You were so about eighteen months were on yeah. the road. So how? Yeah, how did he go for that eighteen eighteen months? Like, does he? He was great. Remember any of it? Like, he remembers so much of it, which wow. is so. I'm such a photo taker and video taker. So we had to do YouTube videos for this. It's actually quite funny. So in our household, we actually have a few drinks, sit on the couch with the kids and actually watch those YouTube videos back. That's so cute. It's so funny. It's so (laughs) awkward. It's like, please, can you get these down? I think we're going to have to put up one of these when the (laughs) the episode goes up. But we had to sort of do do little blogs about, and you know, mm-hmm. one of them had five hundred views, and Zach's like, "Oh, mum, you're killing it!" Like, there's five hundred. <laughs> I'm like, "They're probably from us. They're probably five hundred <laughs> views from us watching ourselves All sitting there." But he did really good, and the things that he learned about, like when you learn about politics or going to Parliament, like he went to Parliament House as a five year old mm-hmm. and asks those questions. So when they talk about learning and you know memorizing anything from a holiday, it made sense to me. Probably more so now than it did at the time of just how special those times were. Yeah. He talks about Ned Kelly when we visited Glen Rowan and we actually did the Ned Kelly trail. So he talks about all that. And we've booked a trip to Melbourne at the, um, in the middle of the year. And he's like, can we go to the jail when Ned Kelly was hung? And it's like, mate, I didn't even know that Ned Kelly was, you know, hung (laughs) there until I'd gone to the Melbourne jail. So he remembers all those things from being five. That's incredible. Yep. So overall definitely positive experience for you know even though he was missing that early you know first years of school yeah no it was the best the best thing ever and I think kids nowadays like we're so programmed you know we're in a classroom there's 25 kids in a class if not more Mm -hmm. we're all taught the same way because how else can they do it yeah and then we're programmed to we're programmed to you know you have to do an exam by yourself don't get help be quiet so then they want us to graduate and then they want us to work in a team environment in our workplace and I'm not saying that they're getting it wrong I'm just saying that there's a lot more different ways of how we can you know we can support kids and by actually seeing the world like it's clearly benefited him and his history and and look at all the people that are traveling now like there is so I can't keep up with how many families are on the road and I've got families that have reached out to me on Instagram a lady actually said uh, she sent me a DM the other day and she's like oh my god that means I've been following you for 10 years because she said I've been following you since you were the blonde nomad I was like oh my god really and I've had people in Townsville go you were the girl that traveled and I was like yeah that's awesome because we yeah a lot of people are like well that's Kelly support local towns it's like yeah, no, no Kelly had a there. life yeah <laughs> before that <laughs> I was gonna uh, say let's go before that as well <laughs> but travel does it travels everything and I just I just don't think people put you can't put a price tag on travel no. you can't put experiencing something different ex- different cultures oh, and even 100%. even from here to Adelaide like going to Adelaide people are like where are you from and yeah. it's like, Townsville, <laughs> you know, North <laughs> Queensland. But we talk differently to them. We're in the same country, but it's just so diverse. The landscape's so diverse. Mm. And we didn't um, – because when we did our three-month tour with Dometic, we were on a sort of a tour. We had to go to different places at different times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't really have much of a choice of where we went, but um, we chose – they sort of had these three maps. One was New South Wales, one was Queensland, and one was like Victoria and South Australia. So we followed that. So we actually followed the snow, not the sun. It was freezing. Oh, no. But we got given the catalogue and they just said, you know, $25,000 worth whatever you want in your caravan. So we got new fridges, heaters, you know, you name it, we got it. It's pretty cool. That's crazy. Yeah. And I suppose like 
I think COVID did help a lot with the younger generation wanting to get out there and travel and, you know, van life was a really big thing and is a really big thing now. And I have um, a friend through the Trailblazer program, Jamison with Red Dirt Robotics, and he's got his little troopy and he's driving around. And I like, I don't know, I think that just everyone kind of appeals to van life and, you know, Instagram and TikTok are really helping that side of things. And yeah, I kind of sat down with Jamison one day and I was like, you know, like, isn't it a bit scary sometimes or like you know did things go wrong so it was like did, was there oh, any moment where you were like was, like what was your like oh my because he's like oh I've had you know cats jump on the roof at midnight and you think it's someone like trying to break in like and you were traveling with you know your child yeah. who was everything so like yeah was there any of those I mean it's all glamorous on <laughs> social media like what was what was kind of some big memories of like... We've had some scary, scary mm. times. We were followed once at night. Wow. Um, and then we got like a person pulled us over. You know, like you've got to be really careful, especially when you're traveling with children. Mm-hmm. Um, even now when we go traveling with our kids in our van, I'm very, very careful on what roads we travel out at night. Mm-hmm. Where we pull over just because it's a rest stop doesn't mean if it's an empty rest stop, then I'm not going to yeah. pull over there. I'd rather pull over to Servo where there's lights mm-hmm. and, you know, you're asleep. Um, just get your sleep so you can keep driving kind yeah. of thing. Um, we didn't have any full scary moments, but, you know, you've got to – it's also not glitz and glamour. Like our clutch went. Mm-hmm. So our clutch in a car. Like and then we had to get a custom like heavy-duty clutch put in our ute. So then you have to have money behind you as well. Like I think people – it's you're not paying rent and you're not paying this, but you also have to have money – to fix things when they go wrong. You still have to pay for private health. You still have to pay – all your Fuel. bills All your bills are still there. And we were lucky when we were sponsored because mm-hmm. we got – our fuel was covered. Yeah. Which was a massive expense. But now I couldn't imagine – I remember when we did the Cape. We went up to Cape in 2005 and I remember paying $1.80 for diesel at um, – I think it's at the Archer River Roadhouse. And we were okay. like, $1.80 was so much – we're like, oh my god, it's so we're gonna die. This is a dumb, like it's costing so much to fill. Oh, so imagine it now on the road. Mm. And you know, caravan parks aren't cheap. They're, you know, like you might pay sixty to eighty dollars a night mm-hmm. to stay there. I sort of see caravan parks as a place that, you know, you've you're also paying for the experience of everything that's at the caravan park Mm -hmm. because a lot of people whinge about it but I'm like oh but you're kind of getting a pool and a jumping pillow and those things aren't cheap. Usually on the beach or something like that as well. Prime real estate yeah Yeah. that's right but there's a lot of beautiful free camping as well but I think people also like when you say the glitz and glamour of what are you doing for Christmas oh we're just going to the Swiss Alps or we're just going to um, Italy and you sort of go, oh, my God, because Australia is so remote from everywhere else, that just seems so, oh, my God, it's so adventurous. But it's like a lot of that scenery, we've got that in our own country. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't – there's no way you could see all of Australia in a lifetime. Yeah, no, it's – there's so much to unpack. And I suppose what – I mean, there is so much – but what was one of the favourite locations? Is there a favourite location? No, there, I don't no. think there is because I I fell in love with the hinterland behind Adelaide. So McLarenville, all those regions are beautiful. And when I'd come from Charters Towers where you saw drought and you saw cattle that are hungry and you sat like – we, I remember this one defining moment. I just looked up and saw rolling green pastures and fat cows <laughs> and I was like – you cows, the cows at home would be really jealous of you right now. Like, But then we're in New South Wales and we've got stingrays at Bennelong Beach and they're coming up and giving you big cuddles. But then you're up, you know, you're up in the snowy mountains the next week. You've just got it all. We all have so got it all. Different. 
And then we did a trip. So the way that opportunity opens up, and it still would happen now, is because I like had an online presence, I jumped on LinkedIn when we had a wedding to go to in Perth. Mm-hmm. So I messaged the marketing or the, the no, I messaged the director of Apollo Motorhomes and I was like, hey, 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 Kelly, g'day. <laughs> I'm the blonde, no man. But I said to him, I was like, how amazing is it we've got these platforms now? Because everyone disses social media and I'm like the biggest lover of it because it yeah. provides so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. But LinkedIn, I messaged him and he was just like, oh, we're coming to Perth, we're coming for a wedding. Um, I'd love to do some work with you guys if you're open to it. Here's some links to some articles, my online presence, blah, blah, blah. And he replied, CCD's marketing manager is like whatever Kelly wants let's work with her this looks great so it was a way to open up a door that you think 20 years ago you would have had to send a fax or you would have had to Mm -hmm. like write a letter and post it or Mm -hmm. now we've got these platforms that we can open it up to so much yes exactly and I suppose some people like you know it is becoming very overwhelming and there's a lot going on and there's you know working in marketing we have so many messages weekly mm-hmm. like and I know you would get so many messages weekly to you know go out and work for people or do their social media that sort of stuff I suppose keeping it with the van the yeah. travel side of things because yeah. I think a whole nother episode will be on oh my support God. local that's a, hot, that's, a, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother <laughs> episode but yeah do you have any like golden tips or you know advice for people wanting to go do it now you know it was like you said back in the day it was very much the gray nomads but you know it's for everyone now I feel so yeah is there any big pieces of advice you would have for someone wanting to start travel around Australia I think you've got it you will have to have some kind you have to have money behind you Mm -hmm. whether that's selling everything and what what somebody's budget is compared to somebody else's is Mm -hmm. completely different so you do you Okay, there's no judgment here on someone that wants to live off $100 a week or $100,000 a week. I don't care where you're at. I wish I want to be at the (laughs) $100,000, but that's okay. You do have to have money behind you. Um, I also think that anyone that wants to go out there and become massive on YouTube or massive on social media, people think that these people, content creators, are living the life of Riley. I don't think people realise how much work content creation is. Mm-hmm. And then they look at, like, I look at these amazing, like, trip in a van or a family that they've got massive ambassadors. They've, like, branched out with Anaconda. They've got these things. But they, that's their job now. Like, yeah. it is a full-time job to do that. So, they not only have a camera in front of them, everything that they're doing. They've then got to edit that stuff. Mm-hmm. They've got to make sure that they are, you know, if they've got brand ambassadorships or partnerships that they're giving those people the content as well. Mm-hmm. Plus, they still have to have some time for family. They still... I just, I guess the best bit of advice personally is just don't think you're just going to start a YouTube and it's going to go off. Yep. Because there's so many and it's so, it's such a different time. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about how it happened to us and doors opened, that was 10 years ago when Instagram was relatively new. Like social media marketing wasn't, wasn't even called that. Yeah. Because no one had thought of that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... People aren't just going to go, oh, yeah, cool, I'm just going to become an Instagrammer. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, on that, like, be prepared to work for it. It's a a job. It is. People think, you know, they look at it and they go, oh, they just get free stuff. I'm going to start an Instagram and I'm going to get free stuff all day. Yep. No. No. You've got to put in the work. Absolutely. And that does mean what you think is going to be a holiday isn't necessarily a holiday. No, that's exactly right. 
And I do a lot of stuff with influencer. I, I hate the word influencer. But I think if you're influencing someone to make a decision that aligns with your values, then I think influence is a great word to use. But I think when influencer marketing first came out, it was very different. I think everyone just thought you sold teeth whitening. <laughs> I think because that's that, but yes. great. What a brand to get yeah. that out there to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, but travel blogging is not... Yeah, I, I would just say to people, travel, 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 but you're not just going to always get stuff for free. Mm-hmm. I remember Jetstar. Every time I flew with Jetstar, I'd post something on my socials and I'd get sent a present by their marketing team. I've got Jetstar. I've got rugs that have been sent to me, picnic baskets, you know, like then they'll say, oh, we'll comp your meal next time, which is all well and good. But you've also got to remember when you get free stuff, that's fine, but you also have to pay your bills. Yeah. So you need to generate an income off that as well. And when it comes to the travel, it's just saturated with – you've got to think outside the box and do something different. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, the whole marketing and influencer and ambassador, you know – Yep. work is a whole another episode. I think that's a whole season. I think it is a whole season. Mm-hmm. It has to be. It has to be. There's so much involved. But is there anything else? Because I think we're going to have some requests to have you back on. Oh, my God. that other side of yep. Kelly. But is there anything else for the Blonde Nomad that you want to add for today? I just think that everybody has a story. And our story, the Blonde Nomad started off because we went through the worst time in our life. Mm -hmm. I think if anything, we have to, just in normal day, no one knows what someone has gone through or experienced in their life. So we all need to be stop being judgy bitches and you just need to take people at face value. I think you need to figure it out for yourself. Just because somebody else has gone through something with someone, you learn from your own, you know, you meet someone and you experience them for them. Mm -hmm. That's probably a big thing. When it comes to travelling... Travel, 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 but travel doesn't have to be. I don't feel that travel ever has to be something that is huge. No. It can be something that you can support your local community. You can travel, like you look at the radius of Townsville, 150 kilometres around us, you could go anywhere at any different budget, Mm -hmm. any different budget. So I say if you can do anything, just travel. We've always, always got a holiday booked in. Yes. And when I say holiday, it's not a trip to the Swiss Alps because we've got three boys and that's just not on our in our budget. It's mm-hmm. um, but we've always got something because when those shit days get shit, mm-hmm. if you're having a bad day at work, if you're having fights with you, at least you've got, you know, you know what? I've got a greater goal and I've got that something to look forward mm-hmm. to. That's actually funny because in the episode that we launched for as the 21 things I learned in 21 years, it would have been last weekend when this is live. Yep. Um, yeah, one of my things was always have something booked to look forward to. That Absolutely. was one of my points yep. as, as well. It doesn't matter if it's lunch or it's dinner, but I just say travel and really appreciate your own, like mm-hmm. your your backyard yep. as well as Go, if you can go international, do it too because there's so many beautiful things to see but just set yourself some goals, save and go it. And if you like – I make sure that I save and people are like, can I go – do you want to go out for dinner? I'm like, no, because I know it's going to cost me $100 and that $100 can go towards – My know, $100 on my holiday. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's all choice. Yes. So people always – yeah, it's your own choice. I love that. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for, for having me. that part of your life. It was, you know, <sighs> some very personal stuff so I really appreciate mm. you sitting down and sharing it with myself and our Aviatrix Airwaves listeners. So thank you. I really Thanks for having really me. There was like a whole whole new world. I'm thinking you're going to have to send me some photos that I can pop up. Oh, this, my God. This I guess live. some embarrassing ones. <laughs> and I fell pregnant on the road. I fell pregnant in the van. So then I have the baby blonde nomad. Even Brett in my belly was one of the most <laughs> photographed babies 
in Australia. And I had people reach out to me through Instagram like, oh, my God, I got teddy bears sent with the baby blonde nomad on it. He's oh. still, he still to this day sleeps with this teddy bear that says the blonde nomad, the baby That's blonde so nomad. Good. And those people are now, we encourage them, they're now semi-retired, travelling full-time, and they've been to Townsville to visit us. That's they, wonderful. They also organised a caravan meetup at Rolling Stone because I said you need to come up here and we work together with the council to get 50 caravan owners at Rolling Stone. That is crazy. To experience here. Oh, Rolling Stone. I remember we used to do a trip every year on the uh, mid-year holidays. Yep. Always used to go, a group of 10 of us. That was the best time. Camping is so really good. just the best. I love it. Same. I love, I love camping. It. It's too. a lot of people who don't camp. I get that. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Each thank to you. Um, <laughs> if they want to follow along, Kelly, you're the Kelly Stevenson. Or oh, word. that's just my personal. All yeah. one word. Scroll or back to the first post <laughs> of the feet. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no free feet pics. Yeah, Come on. No. You could sell that these days. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Do I want to know more? I don't Side know. hustle <laughs> to create funds for travelling. There you go. <laughs> Yay. And then support local Townsville as well and support local Australia. And yeah, I've got just, a few now. Yeah. Support local Brisbane, support local Sunshine Coast. They're being launched but I don't have enough time at the moment so we'll, so get, there. Now, we'll, we'll get, get there, there. Yep. and yes if you do want to hear more of Kelly's life or a particular side of things because there's so much going on always <sighs> definitely send us an email to info at aviatrix.com.au or send us a message on our Instagram aviatrix underscore Australia or myself Georgie <laughs> underscore Arnold just anyone just send us any you know message Kelly <laughs> tell her oi get your bum back in the studio now with Georgie no, but thank you again. And yes, definitely follow along. And yeah. I can't wait to for the next episode. Oh, I know. Thank awesome. you for having me. That's okay. <laughs>